This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. You're listening to the Mostly Harmless Podcast. At least you better be. Welcome to the Most of the Homeless Podcast. I'm your host, Dammit Damien. All right, buddies. Boy, am I excited for this week's very special episode. Is this week we're hanging out. We're chatting with Miss Lauren Donizio, a.k.a. Lauren Measure from the Measure SA. And, of course, her new band, Warriors. And uh, I'm very, very excited for this week's episode because I first met Lauren backstage at a beach sling show here in Denver back in November. Uh, I immediately liked her. Um, and, you know, she's probably a little shy a little little awkward and maybe a little quiet but instantly she's completely charming and instantly i felt like she was somebody that i've known forever we were originally planning on doing a podcast interview that evening but the night escaped us we just didn't find the time to make it happen so when lauren was posting to twitter uh and thanks to my good friend heidi for putting it to my attention that lauren would be needing a denver show um, while she was in town for her sister's wedding and just kind of looking to uh, spend her extra day playing for people instead of hanging around her sister's house, um, we, we decided we'd pull our resources and make something happen. Unfortunately, all the usual DIY spots were booked up for the night or just taking the night off. Um, our good friends at Mutiny had a show that evening, but were kind enough to open up their space to an afternoon show, and it worked out wonderfully. Uh, we came up with a brilliant idea, me and my friend Renee, who works with Girls at Rock, that we'd have a Girls at Rock camper open up the show. So we had this young lady named Ariana Kimler. God, I hope I'm saying that right. Ariana was playing her very first acoustic set ever in front of an audience, and it was an amazing thing to see, and it quite literally brought tears to my eyes as I was just witnessing this girl take her first steps into adulthood and uh, professional music musicness or whatever you want to call it uh, it was an amazing thing it was a great show also along for the ride and who helped work to set the show up was our good friend alex from jack smirking revenge all in all it was a pretty solid little crowd for a sunday afternoon and watch out because we're gonna we're gonna try to do more little matinee shows like this at mutiny and make them look real cool fun all ages events uh for 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 everybody and um Thanks again to the guys at Mutiny for helping us make this happen. And it was extra special because after we were done with our little matinee show, um, it turns out that they were filming some scenes for the true TV hit comedy series that all Denver people should know about, Those Who Can't, which stars the local comedians Andrew Overtall, Adam Caton Holland, and Ben Roy. Ben, of course, was missing from the action for these scenes, but it's really fun watching the Grolics comedy troupe return to Denver at Phil's film some scenes for their season two of those who can't out on true tv uh, right in front of mutiny information cafe it was really wonderful and uh pretty great to see and hopefully like us walking around and being in the shop may, might make it to uh season two when that comes about um special thanks to our good buddies and sponsors at ratio beer works for continuing their sponsorship of the show they are of course located at 2920 larimer street just a couple blocks away from the larimer lounge we've got a brand new ratio session video series uh in the works for thursday 
September 15th with none other than Miss Allison Weiss. She's going to be promoting her show later that evening at the Moon Room, so stop in and watch Allison belt out a few of her favorite acoustic songs. Why not drink one of our tasty Against Me-themed New Wave beers or perhaps a uh, Fugazi-themed repeater? More information at RatioBeerWorks.com and MostlyHarmlessPodcast.com. Now, before we get into this chat with Lauren, let's listen to a track from the latest latest Warriors album, Imaginary Life, out now, Don Giovanni Records. This track is called Chasing. Let's take a little listen, buddies. Before we get into this chat, uh, just a quick reminder that when we did do this interview slash chat, it was at Mutiny during an ambient experimental noises showcase kind of deal. And 
initially it wasn't too loud and we didn't think it would bleed into the interview too much and then towards uh, there are some moments where their their music does get a little louder and bleed into it but please stick with it because it does quiet back down and you can uh, hear more of the conversation and overall it's not too bad it, it kind of gives the whole thing a vibe of two people hanging out at a coffee shop just with the PA too loud uh, getting to know each other over some caffeinated beverages so alright buddies let's take a listen to that interview now with Lauren Measure Hey, so we're hanging out at Mutiny Information Cafe with Lauren. I, I always call it Lauren. You're just Lauren Measure to me. How do you go by these days? I mean, I usually, if I were to introduce myself, it would probably be Lauren Denizio, but I, I understand if, if people are still with, uh, with the Measure last name. And that's that's rad. That's a compliment to yeah. me. So. Oh yeah. And, and and the measure hasn't been around for a while, right? Oh yeah. It, um, I think we played our last show in yeah. 2012. Yeah. I remember um, I picked up uh, the record store here, Twist and Shout. I picked up their uh, a measure. It was a collections record. Mm-hmm. Um, it just jumped out at me. I liked the artwork so much, and I was like, oh, oh I'm gonna buy this. Cool. And I still have oh, it sitting at home in my collection. And then that's that's how I discovered it. Oh, Your nice. Well, it's oh, just well, randomly picking it up. I think you guys had already been done by that point. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, so I have a handful of questions sure. that I prepared in November when we were going to chat in November. <laughs> okay. But then time got away from us. That's okay. And uh, I, was, I was looking at the questions earlier today, and I'm like, these are all, all out of order. They're just random thoughts. So this, this might be kind of random all over the place. Kind That's fine. Chat. We can we'll we'll make it into a conversation. But we've been hanging out all day. We're just okay. we're, we're just two buds hanging out. Uh, they're also filming those who can't stuff outside. Yeah. For true TV, like it's pretty awesome. Is, this is part of a television show now. Yeah, and we might be in a TV show. Yeah. Here in a couple of weeks, we got we're gonna have to watch it when those who can't premiere season two. Cool. So yeah. So Lauren, how was your show today? How do you feel about it? Was it was fun. It was you're, really fun. You're in Denver for your sister's wedding? Yeah, yeah. My sister moved to Denver a couple of years ago, and um, her and her now husband just got married. Nice. Um, somewhat close to here. So, cool. so yeah, been hanging out with family all weekend, and then I got to play a show. It was nice. very cool. It's yeah. a pretty great little yeah. vacation weekend. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it was great. And somebody bought a t-shirt design for you tonight? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> That that very rarely happens, like on the spot as that. So that was great. It's funny. Well, it, I feel bad because I was I probably pressured that because I read your Facebook post the other day. I was like, oh, hey, yeah. looking for design work. If you knew anything, holler. I was like, hey. So yeah, I might no, have it's fine. Impromptuly uh, started that. No, it's like I wouldn't I wouldn't have told you to do that ahead yeah. of time, but the fact that then yeah. someone well actually it was it was someone who had um, yeah. asked me asked me to make something a long time yeah. ago. Wade so, from yeah. Wade from Black Dots for a great band. No, they're great. Um so back in November when we were gonna do this, you guys were on tour with Beach Slang mm-hmm. and it, it did not work out. Just because we we were both busy running around chatting. You have family here, friends. Yeah. Yeah. And I was running around chatting with people. Time was limited. And uh all the interviews I'd read with you are super serious. <laughs> Why are the interviews with you so serious? All I don't the time? know. <laughs> uh, so the so the question that I had written then was, uh, Lauren, what do you do for fun? <laughs> it's like I have a sense of humor. Like yeah. I do. I do things. I think I do things for fun. Um, I don't know. I mean, I. 
think I have hobbies. I, I mean, I, um, I like crocheting. I like uh, watching Aaron Sorkin dramas. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did you like the newsroom? I did. I really? really, I like, I really like the newsroom in like a very cheesy, um, like un- understanding how overdramatic it is kind of way. Um, I I like to call The West Wing my favorite science fiction drama. <laughs> um, so so yeah, I mean. I I really enjoy those kind of shows. Totally understanding how much fiction they are, um, but uh, but yeah, I don't know. What do I do for fun? I don't know. I ride, right. my, I ride my bike and hang out. Nice. You watch bad TV shows other yes. than the newsroom. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just remind Facebook on this day reminded me just a couple days ago. It was like it might have been today. Even though I was reading it, it was like I loved the first couple episodes of the newsroom, and then it just lost me. It was like what six years ago. Yeah, yeah. So it's fresh in my mind. Sorry, but I love the West Wing, <laughs> and uh, I actually am one of the few people that liked uh, what was the SNL show. Um, uh, God, I got I can't remember the name. Oh, like a uh, like a parody. Yeah, it was. Yeah. The Aaron Sorkin. God, I'm gonna look. I need up. to watch that. I, I don't think I actually saw that on <laughs> SNL. I'm gonna, well, it wasn't. It was a. Uh, where is it? This is really great podcasting, by the way. Uh, Studio 60. Did you ever watch oh, okay. Studio 60? No. It was like his version of like Aaron Sorkin's version of behind the scenes at SNL. Oh, and, weird. Uh, it got canceled after like half a se- one season. Oh, weird. It started the same time that uh, 30 Rock started. Oh, uh, People were like, which yeah. one's going to last? Oh, no. I watched it in, after the fact and really enjoyed it. One of the few people. No, that's cool. There's also an ambient noise show going on yeah. down there. It's really interesting. It's just got, yeah, it's just got a little interesting. That's cool. I'm down I think with we're it. okay. Yeah. So yeah. So do you ever just hang out, watch bad TV, and not think about? Yeah. You know. No, I do. Politics. Probably too much. Yeah. Probably too much. But yeah, that was just one of the things. Every every interview, every like thing. Yeah. Now we're still. Okay. Cool. Um. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think it's I think it's cool. If, you know, people want to talk about more serious things yeah. but it's also like I don't know I listen to a lot of pop music yeah. what do you what do, what do you like to listen to um I listen to a lot of Sia is that how you say her name Sia um or it's like I really I don't know I feel like I've been bad about listening to new, new music lately but um I mean, especially being in Philly, I feel like I'm surrounded by some super talented yeah. uh, new bands or you know newish but, bands. But like Philly is like the new Brooklyn town, right? Kind of. I mean, I don't want to call it that because yeah. I don't want more people to. Move I know. There. Like, well, like Roger Harvey just moved down there. Um, uh, Anika from yeah. Chumster and her new band. Tim Brown from Elway. Oh, that's right. Him. Yeah, yeah. He's no, from here. From, yeah, from Colorado. No, that's great. And I, I honestly, like, I feel really bad being one of, like, a million people to move there more recently. But it's like, I, I feel like in my defense, I did live in Brooklyn and pay more in rent than anyone ever should for, like, 10 years. So I think I'm allowed to move to Philly. <laughs> but anybody else, like, no. Um, or, you know. How was Brooklyn? I mean, it's great. I actually if you really... could afford it, would you go back? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, if if uh, 
Although at the same time, my, my whole thing with that is that like even if even if I could technically afford it, it feels like you're burning money. Like that there are so many better things you could be doing with your money than than paying to live there. So maybe not. But I I do I do miss it. I really I really like New York, but it's just it's like not it it wasn't it wasn't worth it. And especially uh, because we you know we were touring a lot. I want to be touring a lot, but um, it's not it doesn't really make a lot of sense to like quote unquote live there when you're actually only there like half the year if that like so um, but uh yeah New York's rad so how does that hustling hustling to make money fuel your creativity are you just taking jobs to take jobs or does it actually like push the levels of your own creativity I mean I I feel like I've looked out that I've actually I work with um, I work with artists and a bunch of other people that like my the you know my my employment that's not the band has been really rad and, and you know somehow creative um, but um, hustling in New York especially it was just it was really killing it like it was I just like had no time to relax and, and make things anymore because it was so hard to come home from tour and then like have to find a way to pay, pay rent so um so it's it's rad to be hustling in a different way now um so so yeah i don't i don't, I don't know that it necessarily influences yeah. me other other than it makes me like stressed and anxious so yeah. maybe that comes yeah. out in the songs i get that I, I, I know that like through my own creative talents, it's like, okay, I need to make money doing this. How can I better serve my own creativity yeah. and make a living? I still haven't figured that out. I wish I had an artistic talent like you to draw or illustrate, whatever. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. It's like, I really, my, my whole thing is that I just really like making things and I like working with other people who, you know, make interesting stuff. So when fans ask me to make stuff for them or you know, whoever it is, like I'm, um, you know, if I if my you know, if I can pay my rent by yeah. collaborating with interesting people. Or like, you know yeah. you do like razor cake layouts yeah. and stuff. You do Yeah, you, I mean that's all that's all volunteer, but I do oh, like it. yeah, it's like I, I love um, I love like I wouldn't ever not do that because it's a volunteer thing because it's it, that's so much especially razor cake specifically it's just like it's one of those things that's like contributing to something like that i think it's really important and, you know. it's a it's a great scene they've been around for a long time i remember getting issue number one in the mail oh wow um, that was great it, um so you talk about how you just really like to make things yeah do you remember when that urge first hit you or has it always been there? No, I mean, I always really enjoyed drawing and painting and um, writing songs. Like, I was, like, you know, when I was a, like, young teenager, I liked writing my own, my own songs and things. And I think making stuff, it just, like, it, it makes a lot of sense. To me, or it's just—it's—it's it's always been really cathartic. Yeah. Is the thing. It's—it's it's not. I don't. I don't know that it ever necessarily hit me as a um, 
like as a as a quote unquote career or something. Yeah. It's just like it's just the only thing I kind of know how to enjoy, yeah. and um, it yeah, it just ends up being really cathartic. So it's it's, it's very self serving in that way. It's like my own my own therapy. But well, like I like to talk to people about like because I remember in high school. Uh, I, it's it's interesting because there are things I ask, I would ask permission to do in, in a way I'd be like hey it's, hey guys I got this idea to start this thing what do you think and I would look for other people's approval and um, eventually I figured out I don't need anybody else's approval if I want to do it I should yeah. do it yeah. did you figure out how did you figure out those ways to like um, make just make just yeah. making things putting it out in the world takes a lot of courage whether you realize it or not I mean, I think I'm still very self-conscious about that, though. Like, so I, I like, I don't, I, I think especially because it's, it, it's, enjoy, because it's, it's enjoyable for me personally. I'm always just like, yeah, I just, I don't know. I, uh, it's like, okay, I'm going to put this out into the world and if other people are into it, great. Um, but, uh, I mean, and, and I think being being in a band for a long time, that was like the, the first band I had ever been in, and you know, that was you the kind of, yeah, the metro yeah. that like that I it took me a really long time to figure out how to collaborate with people and, and, and being a songwriter and like not always being like, what do you guys think? Like, what what do you think should be here? How do you think this is? It's like no, yeah. <laughs> you're allowed to write songs and like want them to sound exactly how you have them in your head and and I think that that's um, I think that that's a lot of how I approach Warriors where it took me a really long time to realize that I could do that does it and, yeah. does it help that the Warriors are like you have a band but it seems like people come and go whenever it's like a collective yeah well I mean I, I've been really fortunate that like the friends who play in Warriors are also people that I really enjoy writing music with but it's a little bit more nebulous so like Rachel Rubino and, and John McLean who pl played on our first LP um, you know they don't they don't tour with a band um, I don't know that we'll necessarily ever play shows together again but they're both like helping me um, in addition to Lou um, to, to write you know guitar parts on it like I still write with them and um, you know I'm, I'm hoping that like Audrey will give her input on bass and stuff even though like she, she doesn't perform with the band anymore and and so like but that but that's the kind of thing where um, yeah, I've, I've been really fortunate that the friends who I really respect want to write music with me, but at the end of the day, they know that, that it's, that they're, they're my songs, like, it's my band, like, I'll, you know, I kind of have the final say, but not in a weird, um, not a weird way, yeah. I guess. Um, so, you, you mentioned earlier when you were playing the set, we had a young lady from Girls at Rock mm -hmm. open the show, and you were talking about your experiences learning to play guitar at Guitar Camp. Yeah. Yeah. How, I mean, I, I have this idea in my head. It's probably not true. It's probably 30-year-old men like myself listening to this in their offices. I have this idea that maybe somewhere in, like, middle of nowhere, Texas, uh -huh. or Louisiana where I grew up, there's a kid listening to this who is going to learn, like, who wants to go out and play music yeah. and is going to hear us talking about, like, <laughs> oh, 
I don't have to ask anybody permission. I can just get up and do it. Yeah. Um, it, it maybe somehow, like in my head, that's the, the audience I want. Mm-hmm. And, and so when you were 14 years old learning how to play guitar, I mean, what led yeah. you to picking up the guitar and start? Well, I mean, I just, I really, I liked writing songs. I listened to a lot of what was on the radio. Yeah. And, um, and I mean, at, at that point, I think it was probably like right around the time that like, you know, Green Day was on the radio and Rancid was on the radio. And um, so I was definitely part of that generation of like getting into punk that way. But I also listened to a lot of folk music. Like I, like I, I learned how to play guitar both because I downloaded like all of the Rancid tabs and like playing Ani DeFranco. And, and, and so I think like a lot of that like singer songwriter model rubbed off on me. Like that I knew that like you could do, like that was a, a way of making music, but also like I didn't, I didn't think that being in a band was a possibility when I was that young. And I know that like looking back a lot of a lot of my, you know, not to oversimplify, but like a lot of my guy friends always thought that being in a band was a possibility and were in bands from the time they were teenagers and toured when they were teenagers and that it just, it never would have, it couldn't happen. Yeah. When I, you know, Where did you grow up? I mean, I grew up in central New Jersey. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, you know, like I definitely, I didn't grow up in the middle of nowhere, but it was definitely, it was the kind of thing that like, I think, um, I, I begged my parents for a guitar, and like, I think I got an acoustic guitar when I was 14, but then I like had to save up my own money to get an electric guitar, because like, I think, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I'm not gonna shit talk my parents, but, you know. <laughs> uh, but, it, but it definitely like, you know, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't a, a possibility. It wasn't presented as, like, a thing that I should be doing or could be doing until until much later. How did you figure out you could actually make a run at it, make a go at it? Um, I mean, I think I was, um, I mean, I've been writing my own songs for a while, and I was doing this singer-songwriter coffee shop thing, <laughs> um, and some folks that I was in college with, um, partially making fun of me were kind of like you need to get you need to get a band like stop with the like coffee shop and stuff like just you need to get a band and um i moved to providence for school and just started being like i want to start a band who wants to be a band and it never actually worked out that way um but uh funnily enough i went um with my friends from from college to see um, to see against me play. Um, I think at SUNY Purchase, and some friends from New Jersey were there, and um, and Mike, who started the measure with me, was like, "Oh wait a minute! Like, we're both here seeing this folk punk band. You like folk music? You play electric guitar? Do you want to do you want to play music together? Do you want to start a band?" Um, and that's how we started Measure. And it was totally just like not, I mean, I, we practiced when I was at home in the summertime from college and we just decided that we really liked playing music together. So we just kept it being a thing, but it was, it was totally like, that was the first time anyone had ever asked me to play in a band. 
and um, it was, yeah. So it, I I feel like there there are probably plenty of people who like you know their friends knew they played guitar and they got asked to be in a band and like or like all the time like people just like jammed in their basement or whatever and that just like didn't ha- that did yeah. not happen. For so me. so for you it was like you were hustling trying to get somebody in a band and it was luck. Yeah. Kind of like just happened to be upstairs. Which Mike? Yeah. Um, Mike, Mike, he's, um, I don't, I don't think he actually has a band at the moment. I feel like now he's going to kill me if he hears this, but, um, uh, he was, he was a man called The Greens also, um, uh, him and, and our friend Scott, who's also a very talented songwriter, um, that, that they had a band together for a while. Um, but, um. Uh, yeah, he he had he left the measure, and we uh, continued being banned after that. But um, was he okay yeah. with that decision? I I think so. I think well, because it was um, uh, I was writing songs. He was writing songs. Fid, who was playing drums at that point, was playing some was writing songs. So it was it, you know it wasn't like it was any one of our like singular band. Cool. Um, but. Uh, but, but yeah, I was I just wanted to write I just wanted to write music, yeah. <laughs> and then it worked out. I've asked a couple of people this, like I for me, like I, I get what you were saying earlier about you just want to make things. I just want to make things too. This yeah. is why we're sitting here yeah, doing yeah. this. What is it about? I I don't understand where it comes from. Do you have any idea where that urge to make things come from? Because I'm looking for it in myself and trying well, to figure that out. No, well, but, but that's but that's the thing is that I think that it it really is like a cathartic thing that like um, you know whether whether it's like being able being able to create a space for yourself to talk to people about like the things that you care about or like if you know I realized at one point like once the measure had broken up and. I wasn't necessarily playing shows as much or, or performing as much that like I if I wasn't singing every week at practice I was like a stress case and like, or like I didn't know why I was like sad and then I go and like have band practice and things so I'm like oh I'm fine now and like this it's um yeah it's like I don't it, it's it's not to make money. No, no, <laughs> you know? of course not. Like, it's not. I mean, ideally, but like that's not that's not what makes me want to make things. So, um, so I do I do think it's I think it's cathartic, and I think it's it's the kind of it, it's bringing the things that you need in your life into your life yeah. in the only way that you know how, which is like doing it yourself. Yeah. So. And, and like I, I actually put this this whole show on hiatus for like three months because my depression got so bad um and then i started doing it again and i'm like oh i feel so much better like like, oh thank god and and it's not much more than me just talking to other people and and i'm I'm trying to be more conscious and talk actually about dealing with depression and stuff like that in it too um, along with what i like to call the participation points that we get from being involved but uh like so creating things helps you deal with some of those inner demons you have yourself? Yeah. Oh, I mean... <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> the short answer, yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think... Uh, yeah, like you can't... I, I, yeah. I, I got an idea of where to, where to take this. 
where do you feel most comfortable? Like, because no offense, you don't like you don't necessarily you seem really comfortable on stage. Like, you seem really like at home. Yeah, and well, um, and that's what's weird is because I I tend to think that 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 might not be the case, you know. Um, and then like in over the past few years, like people have commented to me that like. I seem like a confident front person, which is which blows my mind because yeah. I don't, like, you know, I don't I don't see myself that way. But it's it's one of those things where like, um, I yeah I I feel like I've found a way to be writing songs and and saying things and um, like writing music in a way that that makes me really comfortable and like we you know the. Last time we were out in Denver on, <laughs> on that page line tour, yeah, it was—I mean, it was—it was a great tour, but it was also really grueling. Like, it was really—it was there was a lot of really long, hard days. And the thing that I always look back on is that like I had a wonderful time playing. Like the the, the shows we played and our like our set specifically were like were wonderful to me. That you know I wouldn't have traded it for anything. And and I think that. Yeah, it's like I feel I do I feel the most I feel the most comfortable playing music and also like drawing a painting and things. But that's that's much more like you know yeah. on on my own. And it's and I think in that way music is a great way to share that with other people. Yeah. That it, other because otherwise I would just be like you know locked in my basement drawing and, and it's it's nice to be able to do something a little bit more social and share that with people and like get to talk to people the, and, and I'm sure it scratches a different part of your brain than yeah us, yeah, yeah um, for sure now I know like my friend Ariane but the young lady that opened in my career Ariane I think I'm screwing up both her names but like there are a lot of women that look up to you how does that feel to you as somebody like, um, who's I, just trying to like make art? Well, I think that's the interesting thing, though, is that like um, uh, whenever, like, in the instances where I get to talk to people who, you know, whoever they are, who tell me that like our our songs mean something to them or have helped them, and, um, or that they they connect, especially um, when when gender comes into it. Um, I mean, it's it's just it's like a, a really lovely added bonus yeah. because I don't um, like you know I, th- I think there are bands that want to make that element of their viewpoint like the selling point or something or like to be really known for that and I feel like I really I really just try to um, write about the things that are important to me yeah. and and that it's kind of a not a side note but like um, uh, like it, it, it means that much more to me when it it's reaching people and helping. Or, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know. Do, like, do, so, does it stress you out that people view you as like a role model? Uh, I don't. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't do stress me out. <laughs> no, I it's like I don't. I don't even really necessarily <laughs> think about it. I, although I guess. Um, I, I think that especially with some of the some of the songs that I've been writing, I think that my um, 
don't know. It's it's like what I, once you put yourself out there in a certain way, then people see you, or like the, if they make assumptions about you based on like four songs or something, then like if uh, I I am interested in like how like in the in the long term like people will like hear my songs from like a very human place I guess Um, because I mean I I have had people assume certain things about me that aren't entirely accurate Um, but but not really in a bad way but um, I I think that's that's really my only thing Um, how important are the songs how important is it for the songs to have a message or does it just come out naturally I mean I I think that like yeah I definitely I mean, there, there are certainly songs where I'm, like, writing about a certain topic that I, I yeah. like, you know, obviously identify that ahead of time, but I don't I don't necessarily, like, step be like, well, no, I must write my feminist songs directly. Right, like, right, it's right. just, like, that doesn't, that, that doesn't happen. Um, but, but I, I mean, I do think that, it, you know, any, any band that's, like, playing shows all the time, like, has any, like, any sort of platform, like, as, as minimal as it might be, like, you I don't know. It's like you should you, you use the microphone for for good things or like to put positivity out into the world and like you know you don't have to use it as a soapbox. But like I just I get I get really annoyed when I see bands that are about nothing. Yeah. I'm like, well, he's like just, just just don't like I love pop music and like I certainly write like you know kind of silly love songs sometimes, but. Um, there's always there's always something else to it, and I think there's always a, a like a a little bit bigger purpose to it. And, yeah. do, do you have any cheesy pop songs? Uh, do you I ever have, just have the urge to be like, you know what, I'm just gonna have fun today writing a stupid <laughs> song? Well, I f- I feel like um, I've definitely been writing like a little bit poppier music, um, but but that also I realize I've like then turned into like a little bit more political yeah. stuff so that's kind of funny to me. Um, but I mean but I mean obviously like I feel like any sort of melodic like poppy punk band like you go back and read your lyrics and it's just like come on <laughs> but but uh, yeah I don't know well and, and the, I have silly stuff I, everybody has a voice how did yeah. you find your voice how did, how did you get that out of me. I mean, I only, uh... <laughs> it's all right. It's I, not a test. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, I, I think it's actually kind of funny because I, I think that, like, I, um, in general, I feel like, you know, every, every thing a band records, like, your, your most recent thing should be the thing that you're most proud of, you know, and there's always that, that, so, like, obviously, like, I'm going to say, like, oh, I'm the most psyched on, like, the most recent thing I've done, but, um, I, I do think that it's only been in the past few years that I've really understood how to sing and play guitar at the same time, or, like, you know, like, found my, found my way of doing that that's, um, like, how everything is supposed to sit, you know, and, um, yeah, I don't, I think, I actually, (laughs) I actually think it happened because we did this, um, there were there were those like Halloween cover shows yeah. in in Brooklyn and um, I 
I was in a Slater Kinney cover band, I was in a Giz cover band, and I was in a Discount cover band. And I don't think it was, yeah, which was like ridiculous and so much fun. And um, I I don't actually think it was until we did the Discount cover band that I I knew, I I understood where my vocal range was. Um, And yeah, it's like learning other people's songs. Like, I don't know. You, f- you figure it out your own way, but I, I, I think it's actually kind of funny. I'm like, oh, thankfully I covered Clavicoff. <laughs> well, so for uh, it, my line of thinking is like we had the young lady, Ariana, mm-hmm. I think that was her name that opened up. Terrible with names. I'm surprised I got yours name right. No, <laughs> uh, she opened up the show. She yep. played a lot of covers. Apparently, she's working on her own originals. Yeah, yeah. But like for somebody like her, how would you recommend? she chase after like find her own voice originality i mean actually i feel like she was totally going about it there yeah right right. um which is good to know yeah well but 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 it's like you know especially when you're a teenager like you don't i don't know like you don't have a whole ton of life under your belt like yeah. learn, learning how to s- sing and play an instrument at the same time um, is really difficult and if like the way that you can feel really confident about it is by learning covers like I, that actually makes a lot of sense to me um, and the more the more you learn and the wider range of music you learn the more that'll influence you and like help you find your own voice for writing your own songs um, like outside of you know trying to somehow formally learn songwriting or something i think it should come a lot more naturally than that yeah. so um yeah it's just play music all the time cool. like i wish i'd done that more yeah what was it like when you were you told a really great story about a summer camp oh yeah on stage earlier what happened at that summer camp yeah well i mean and that was the first time i'd ever played music or i'd ever played electric guitar like you know, quote unquote, in a band. And I was like 14 at a summer camp in New Jersey. And they had, it, it was like an art and music camp. So I was doing like a, some other yeah. things, but they had an elective for like rock band. I was like, yes. It's <laughs> like, I will bring my electric guitar. And, um, uh, or no, I guess they had to give me one. Like I had an acoustic guitar, but then they like had electric guitars there. So I like, um, but I was the only person who wasn't a guy yeah. who signed up because of course. And <laughs> like, well, I mean, it was like what, like 1996 or something like, yeah. um, and uh, yeah, the kids were bummed. They were so bummed. I actually think the counselor was bummed. Like, I think the person who was like supposed to be teaching me was bummed that like, That they that I, that they had to have me in their class and and like like sorry oh, but, but, but it was and that's what's <laughs> that's that's what's so crazy to me that I'm like how how did I like make it through that you know like how like as you know if you're an impressionable fourteen year old how do you how do you see like a room full of your peers like not I mean, I was, I mean, I was also a nerd, so, you know, I'm <laughs> sure, I, I'm sure that didn't help that, like, I, I, you know, I wasn't one of the cool kids, but it was definitely like, oh, I don't want to work with a girl. Like, I 
like, oh, I'll play with a girl. Why do we have to do this? This is embarrassing. I don't know. Like, and and I I don't know because I mean I know what it I know what it felt like to be on the receiving end of that. And I do not know how I like went through with it. Because in, in my head, like, the, isn't that the point at which you're like, never mind, I don't really need to do this. I'm just gonna go back to my room now. Like, you know. But I was like, no. Well, I want to. I want to play Blink 182. Hell yeah. Wait, what? Uh, what was their, their hit? Like, the, damn it. Yeah. Or was like, that the record? Or, uh, no, Dude it, Ranch. Was well, the record. but it was. But it was like. So I guess this is growing up. Okay. Yeah. I just. Well, I just. I, I just want to play that. Yeah. And and what's great is that like I totally knew how to play the song and the drummer didn't know how to do like the pu- the like standard punk beat and I was like but you're not that doesn't sound you're not don't look at me like I don't you know like you don't want to be playing with me <laughs> but whatever how, how much like so you stood your ground and you're like screw it I'm gonna do this anyway like, yeah spin. yeah no and it was fun and like well I think it was it was also like like, you know, an I'll show you yeah, yeah. kind of thing. So I think I think in that way, maybe had it been a lot easier, maybe I wouldn't have wanted to pursue it as much. But there were so many people like who were just like not uh, supportive. Yeah. But, exactly. I hate that. Yeah. I'll do it anyway. Um, but yeah, have you found that your whole? I, I hate I hate to even bring it up. But like, has your whole career kind of followed that path of like, screw you, I'm gonna do it anyway. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I mean, that that's kind of the world for people in our circles. It's yeah. Like, what? Well, screw you, I'm gonna go do it anyway. That's where the DIY culture comes from. Yeah. Well, no. That, I mean, that's that's the thing. It's like, it, I mean, it's not even necessarily in an angry way, but it's like, well, okay, like if these doors aren't going to be open for me immediately, I'm gonna find I'm gonna find a way to do. Yeah the things that I enjoy doing and like I'm gonna find a way to have fun with my friends and play music yeah. and, and you know um, and, the, and yeah. that's a, that's an important lesson because I wish I wish I had known that lesson then I probably would have like stopped asking people like do you think I should do this instead just yeah. did it yeah. so and you no, just did sure. you bound your own way yeah I yeah I'm still unsure about <laughs> right. the world I'm like you know I don't think you ever I don't think at our level you ever get like comfortable. No, well, but I, but I also think that's the thing though is that like if there's ever, if there's ever a point in time when I feel like entitled to the things that we're doing and like feel like it's not a big deal anymore, I don't want to do it. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I totally get it. It's kind of like I hate to put it this way, but that's what pops in my head is like when you're in a relationship, it's just too easy. Like I like a little tug and pull. Yeah. Tug and pull. Yeah. Like a little um, tug of war yeah. going on. Maybe not tug of war, but you know, like a little give and take. Well, you have to feel like you're you're working at it, or, or that like I, um, you know, like we've been really fortunate to play a lot of really amazing shows in the past couple years that like I don't I would never want to take that for granted I would never I would never want to you know be playing with really fun talented bands be like eh I guess like 
if we have to. You know, and, it's and, just and, like that's not. Yeah. And we know those yeah. people too. And oh just yeah. Like, there's more to it. Like it's still joy. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It's like if you're I don't know. If you're on tour, you are incredibly lucky. Yeah. Or like I don't know. I when I when I when I see some like Kickstarters and stuff, I'm like, uh, you don't. No one. No one owes you anything. Like you are. You are very. You are very lucky to be yeah. able to do what you're doing. So you're not a. Uh, what's Neil Gaiman's wife's name? Oh, I don't know. I have no idea. Oh, it, I'm I, not gonna help I you. forget the name. <laughs> she she did a infamous Kickstarter for her tour. And, a lot uh-huh. of musicians were like, screw you. Um, God, I can't believe I forgot her name. Anyway, yeah, it doesn't exactly matter. Thing, yeah. yeah, but um, so at the same time, you're, you're an artist. That's how you make your living. Right? What's your preferred format? Or does uh, it kind of take over? I, uh, I really enjoy drawing. I mean, I also, I also really like painting. Like, I, I like using paint, but I am... Um, Yeah, drawing drawing is my like medium of choice, um, which I've also which I also feel like is you know I went to art school. It's kind of ingrained in you that that's like the starting point or that's like a sketch or something. But I've I feel like I um, yeah I really I cool. really like drawing. Nice. Yeah. Um, when you start like like so Wade from Black Dots wants you to do a t-shirt. Uh, what's your process yeah. on doing that design? Or you just just kind of sit there with a blank canvas and just start? Or I I mean it's when when I'm working for other people like that, it's usually really helpful. They're like, oh yeah, we really like you know this animal, <laughs> or you know, or like pictures you, you, of these sorts of things, and and then like as like the illust- the illustrator part of me comes into play, but. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm really into abstraction right now, in a weird way. Or just like I use um, uh, observation as like a starting point, and people in people in space as a starting point, and then kind of take things apart and put them back together. And, nice. and um, so that that way of working in like a like kind of disorienting space is kind of my, my jam. <laughs> so how long have you been working? Has, has art drawing always been a great? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I've, I've been doing drawing since I was like a little kid, but I, I mean, I have been, I've been like actively trying to like make things for other people and like been doing illustration and stuff like that for um, like, over 10 years now. Um, I remember as a little boy, I would take the crayons and like do quote-unquote murals all over my childhood bedroom <laughs> oh, yeah. walls. I'm sure your parents were psyched. You know, I think they were actually cooler than you would think about it, That's but cool. I just don't have the talent for it. That's always been something that escaped me. I can't yeah. draw a straight line to save my life, so yeah. I can be... And I was a huge comic book kid, so I'm like, mm-hmm. God, I wish I could like draw my own comic that, books. Yeah. But how, how did you, it, so it just kind of came out? Like just yeah, wrong? I mean, I'm sure with that I, young, you probably can't remember. Well, I think it's like, I really, I really like draw, I, I would draw from observation. And I still really do that. Like either from like reference photos or from life, but I'm not. That's the thing, it's like, I think a lot of illustrators and comic book artists specifically can really, are really good at drawing just like from their imagination. Um, 
and that's never so I just can't do it like if someone's it's like oh like draw a thing like I just can't I I need to like have it in front of me to a certain extent um so I feel like I feel like I'm pretty limited in that in that way but it I but I think like I I started enjoying drawing I was just there and draw my hand you know <laughs> like I, I would sit and draw like the landscape or something you know um but I think that gets back to like it just being cathartic. Like yeah. I just enjoyed doing that. So if you couldn't play music, I take it art would mm-hmm. still be a yeah. huge part of it. Oh yeah. One one thing I like to talk about too with people is that like, you know, just there are more than one ways to participate in the scene that mm-hmm. we're involved in, and more than one way to get into it. And just you know, you're you're dual threat in that you can draw, you can play music, and write music. But there's some people who can only draw, but there's still a place for them yeah. in the world. How do people like the young art, shy, quiet artist kid? How should he? I don't, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Is like, well, what's the importance of participation? You know, I guess I don't know. Well, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I've actually like been fortunate enough to meet a bunch of uh, young people somewhere recently that like um, are doing really interesting artwork yeah. and I think yeah I don't know I think it's just about like taking yourself seriously I guess or just like believing in yourself enough to be like no like I'm decent at drawing and I'm gonna try to keep doing this and really work hard at it and draw all the time and tell people about it and be like yeah I make I make this stuff and if people like it then that's rad you know and um, I think I think it's when you like hide those things you know if if you're somebody who like draws all the time and or like makes collages all the time and you never show anyone ever like well then yeah like you're not you know people aren't gonna see it and like I think um, And like the people, yeah. and, and the people in our scene are very open and, and welcoming, and, and for the most part, you know, to yeah. new ideas and to people drawing and whatnot. So no, well, but I, and I think also if you, you know, there are there are certain people who are socialized to uh, be really confident about the things that they make and to show those things off. And if you are not one of those people. Um, it's really easy to think that you're not supposed to kind of brag about yourself or like talk about the things that you make and that's bullshit <laughs> so um, you know within within reason but you know I, I think it's I think it's important to yeah. be able to share what you do and hope and hope that people pick up on it yeah, yeah. and it's it, and it's not that scary to share things because I was, again, all this goes back to me as a little boy, like being afraid of like, look, I did this, and people shitting on it. Um, yeah. Well, and, but that's what's so hard, though, is that like you're gonna, you're gonna have people that are like, eh, what, like, I don't, you know, I'm not really into it. And, um, you know. And it, it, it's, it's not it, about it, that, it's about how it makes you feel. Right, yeah, well, but, it, but it's also like you can't, you can't let people stop you from yeah. doing that I guess I don't know yeah. I mean and that's also <laughs> this far easier said than done like I certainly need to take my own advice on that but me too do you uh so you're, you do mostly freelance stuff 
Um, like artwork wise? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I have, I, I would like to think that I have my own like drawing and painting rides that I just make my own work. And then um, people will like sometimes see that and then ask me to make things cool. for them based on that, which is, which is kind of how I try to approach it. Yeah. You know? Well, how do you, like, I, I'm having this problem now where I'm working, like, a, I work at a restaurant, and most days I don't have to be there until 5, oh, yeah. so I have the whole day. I can get up early and get to work and, like, yeah. do my own projects, yeah, yeah. and then I find myself sleeping till 1 p.m. and not doing anything. How do you oh, yeah. motivate yourself to work for yourself? That's the problem um, I'm having. Can you give me some advice? Yeah, <laughs> well, it's hard, especially, like, um, now that uh, we're not we're not going on tour for a little bit, so I, can, I have some other jobs that are a little bit more like regular hours or like regular responsibilities that um, then when I'm done with that it's really easy for me to like want to curl up and not do anything ever and um, or like just yeah sleep in if I can <laughs> go you know go to sleep early or something I just like watch TV but um, uh, I think I think that's my, my way of getting around that has always been creating projects for myself. So like right now, like I, I work on songs, you know, on an ongoing basis, yeah. but the way they actually get finished and the way a new record happens is if I'm like, okay, we're working on a new record. Like I, I have this, <laughs> like, this is my deadline. This is when we're demoing. Like this is the, like, like I have to I have to put deadlines for myself on it, or it doesn't happen. And so that's how I, that's how I made myself. It's like, well, it has to be like, this is what I'm working on right now. I, I found that I have to get on social media and make these broad declarations. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, I'm gonna do this and hope that people hold me accountable. And then I've slowly not even been good at following yeah. those. Uh. <laughs> No, I mean, but but that's the thing. It's like you yeah. have to create those systems for yourself, and like, yeah, social media helps that. <laughs> um, you guys put out a record, "Imaginary Life," mm -hmm. 2015. Mm -hmm. November. I had to look up the name. Oh uh, no, that obvious for whatever reason it's not in my notes. Um, how do you feel about the record now? Now it's been out a while. Uh, I mean, I still, I'm so really proud of it. Yeah, I think. I mean, record. and thank you. And, uh, I mean, it was, it was such a wild experience to make that I think it would be, it would be really difficult for me to like, you know, look, look back on it like a, a year or two later yeah. and be like, I don't, I don't really like that very much. So I'm, I still, um, I'm still really excited about it. Like I'm, I'm really glad that it happened. I'm even more excited to write a new record. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. Oh, which is which is great, and because I think I learned a lot from making imaginary yeah. life. So, and uh, it's out Don Giovanni Records. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mikey Erg's the drummer is Mikey Erg still the drummer, yeah, the yeah, busiest yeah. man in mm -hmm. punk rock. Yeah. Nice. I love that kid. No, he's great, and I'm always excited to be touring with him. Yeah. So. What is like? Because I know he's been in what maybe a thousand bands. Yeah. What does he bring to the table? Like, do you learn anything from him, or does he just like? Oh, I mean. He, I, I've been saying a lot lately that he just, he reads my mind. Yeah. So like we, I'll send him demos or like, you know, we'll, we'll, I practice with him first on, on new songs and he just knows, cause he's, he's like an encyclopedia of music. So even though I feel like a lot of people think of him as like 
um, this very, or like if, if you are very familiar with Ergs, maybe you just think of that very specific genre. But he, but even in that, like the you know the Ergs were all total music nerds and like you know could pull out all sorts of types of music out of their hat at any, at any point in time. So that so like he can do that. Like he. Um, I mean, I think I really like his drumming style in general, but he also just has so many reference points that, like, I can um, have a very limited drum vocabulary and just say, like, oh, like, more like this song or more like that record, and he totally gets it, and just, yeah, he's he's amazing. And you worked with Laura Jane Grace on that record? Mm -hmm. What was it like working with her as a producer? Um, I mean, especially coming from, like measure started because I'm against me <laughs> yeah. to work I'm with not even LJG. entirely sure that she knows so I'm a little embarrassed but like uh, but yeah no I mean it it really it really was something else to be like okay like yeah now we're here yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I, I like that I like the way that a lot of life in general just goes full circle like that it's like, yeah oh, that's yeah cool. and I mean and I think that's why I was like um, comfortable even asking her because I was just like this isn't this isn't just someone who I um Feel like relates to my band right now it's like I've I've I'd been in a guest me fan for so long yeah. but um it, it was just it was really nice having her participate in um both in in a more traditional producer role but also like you know working with me on arranging the songs and like you know being there with us in in a couple practices and um you know having having that outside voice from someone who music that I really like and um, I think totally like speaks our language so um, yeah I was really fortunate that she wanted wanted to do that and she's made some killer records yeah those records not even against me it's like um, the wild record is amazing Mm -hmm. Uh, the cheap girls record they did is good your records great you know no, she's she's definitely been working with some really great people, and and um, we recorded the record with Mark Jacob Hudson, um, who you know re- recorded the um, Against Me record that's about to come out. Um, he does their front of house sound, um, you know, and has also worked with like Saves the Day and Taking Back Sunday, and like what in the world, like how <laughs> how were we recording? And, and he's he's amazing. To continuing to nice. work with him if I can, but um, but yeah, I mean that's I think that's the thing too is that like we not only were we able to work with, with Laura, but we we had this whole like yeah. team situation that was really great. So how do you take what you learned from the last record and apply it to this new record? Um, <laughs> Or is that even, yeah, yeah, that's probably not even anything you consciously think no, about Oh, either. no, but it is. Oh, it is. <laughs> well, I, and I mean, that's, that's probably bad, or like bad to admit that, but I, I think like um, a lot of my songwriting had just been very um, like intuitive. Yeah. And, and I think that I, there was, there was a lot that I, ne- that I knew about songwriting that I didn't necessarily have words for. And I think, I feel like I've, I just have So, so I, I feel like I'm writing in a little bit more conscious way, but like, 
I hope I hope that's not formulaic. I don't know. Yeah, like I, I, I learned a lot, and I'm trying to not I'm trying to not let it get in the way of how I usually write things. But and uh, what's the uh, timeline looking for the new new stuff? Uh, well, maybe I, a year out. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, because I think. Um, uh, we have some scheduling things yeah. to to work around too. Especially so when like, you have Mikey as a drummer. <laughs> yeah, well, he um, he's actually at this point actually probably the least overcommitted of, of the bunch. But That's he, funny. yeah, but um, uh, but yeah, it's like you know, I'm I'm finishing writing a lot of the songs right now. We're gonna do demo soon, and you know, then think about recording it. So, um, you know, it's it's not gonna happen overnight. But you know, ne- next year there'll be a record. I hope. So. And then uh, you're flying back to Philly tomorrow. Yeah. What else you got going on? You think else you want to um, chat about? What's up? Anything else you want to chat about? Um, Let's go well, back to Philly. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just going back to Philly, and um, well, we're playing, um, we're playing Riot Fest in Chicago, and the New Alternative Music Festival, which is the festival that Don Giovanni's putting on in Asbury Park in, in September, like the same weekend in September. Um, Festival. Yeah, cool. yeah. So we're, we'll be a fest, um, and um, and we're also. I, th- I feel like I'm I'm mentioning these uh, these shows because like even though we're not on tour this fall, it's yeah. also like we're we're playing this like handful of shows that are that are really pretty exciting to me. That we're we're playing fest. We're also um, opening for Latterman. Um, oh, okay. Or you know, we're um, we're playing a show at Latterman in Berlin. Um, we're playing. Um, Wild Fest, um, which is a benefit for Rob from Iron Sheets family. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that he, he passed away earlier this year, um, and uh, so I, I feel like we're we're getting to be a part of some really rad, um, really rad groups of people. So yeah. Well, I'm glad this worked out with you coming out to Denver and us getting to do this. Um, like the show tonight at Muni and then this. I remember meeting you back in November and like we didn't talk much, but I remember like just yeah. being like, I, it, it sounds, certain people just pop out at you in your life and you're like, I want to be friends with that person. Yeah. You were one of those. I was like, I want to I get to know no, Lauren. And like, I, I barely looked at the questions I had written down and we just bullshit it and hopefully yeah. you feel good about it. No, yeah, yeah, no, that's great. And like, yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm glad we kept in touch and that this show worked out. It was fun. Yeah. Right. Anything Denver else you want to awesome. put? Out? Yeah. Anything else you want to put out there? Maybe, maybe for the young audience that we imagine <laughs> are listening to. Or like a, our, our mythical yeah. young kid audience. Um, no, I don't know. I mean, just go to shows. I just, I really, I, I'm always really excited when, um, uh, I don't want, I don't know, I don't want to say kids, but like, you know, kids. younger, younger folks who are just like starting to get into music come, come to shows and stuff. It's really exciting. Nice. Um, Find find local bands, find DIY spaces. Like don't don't rely on Warped Tour. Yeah, <laughs> You know what I mean? Or just like the main you know, the, right, the mainstream right. stuff. Like once once you find out about stuff on the radio, go look at go look at the other stuff. Find your way into the like like we did back in the nineties yeah. where I assume Liner yeah. notes. Cool. Well yeah. thanks. I think we've talked for about an hour, probably a little over. Cool. That's a good stopping that point. That went that flew by. It was good. Thanks. Feel good about it? Yeah. It's the Mark Baron thing. I rip off Mark Baron a little bit. You don't know that? It's cool. 
feel good about it. it. Feel good. <laughs> All right, man. Cool. All right, Lauren, cool. I'll let you get back to your sister's house. Awesome. I got to pee, too. Thanks. That's a really great spot to stop. All right, buddies. Lauren, thank you so much for hanging out and chatting with me. Uh, thanks for uh, making a show of a day off in Denver, and I'm really, really happy and glad that we got to do something together. And uh, hopefully this won't be the last thing we do together because I really do enjoy your company and conversation. And uh, hopefully we can do something together again soon. I need some new T-shirts and designs. And if you need new T-shirts and designs, let's hit up Lauren and see what we can do to get some uh, T-shirt designs through her and maybe uh, get her a little extra art artist work there buddies all right uh thanks again the mutiny information cafe for letting us host our little show there that afternoon and for also allowing us to do our interview there uh while they had their ambient uh, music experimental music showcase going on and while watching those who can't film scenes right out in front it was a really quite a wonderful little sunday afternoon and um i i Cool, cool stuff happens in Denver, and I'm very happy to be a part of the scene, be a part of the things that are happening here. Um, and again, special thanks to Ratio Beerworks for being our longtime sponsors of the show. Again, we have a Ratio session. That's the acoustic video series that we've been doing over at Ratio Beerworks. We got it slated for September 15th with Allison Weiss. Her record is so good if you uh, enjoy female songwriters as much as I do, or just songwriters in general that are writing killer songs. Check out Allison Weiss. Come check out her ratio session before her show that night at the Moon Room. I can promise you, you will not be disappointed. And uh, you might also see me crying in the corner when she plays that one song. Um, I forgot what it felt like to feel so alive. Yeah, whatever. I forget the word, the name of that song off the top of my head, but, you know, um, every time I think of that song, I start tearing up thinking about that wonderful video. But uh, enough about Allison Weiss. Uh, buddies, visit mostlyharmlesspodcast.com. Uh, find us on Facebook. Subscribe on iTunes. We're on Stitcher, tuned in, and all those great podcasting uh, platforms. Find out more about the ratio sessions at ratiobeerworks.com and mostlyharmlesspodcast.com and uh, on our respective Facebook pages. And buddies, uh, we're going to get out of here by playing yet another song from the newest Warriors record. Uh, that record is, of course, uh, Imaginary Life. And this uh, next track is going to be called Most Space from Warriors. Let's take a listen, buddies. We'll see you in the funny pages. You take care now. Woo! <laughs>